Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everyone. Hi. How are you? How John- much murder can a murder fan murder if a murder oh. fan could murder murder? How much murder could a woodchuck <laughs> murder if a woodchuck could chuck murder? Correct. Yes. Got it. Got it. Yes. I'm there. Well, John, it's been forever. It's been so long. And by that, we mean a mere minute since our last recording. Well, we're doing a little something interesting today. We're doing a little bit of a double back to back. And so we're a little drunk. A little drunk. A little drunk. Um, we had Bloody Marys on last week's episode. They're when, still sitting here. They're still sitting here. Um, delicious, though. So we're mm-hmm. going to continue drinking those as well. Probably For have sure. some other drinks. It's a fucking party in here. I'm not working after this. But <laughs> when you're listening either. to this murder, yeah. the future, Darren. So right now we're recording this. I'm in L.A. La, 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 la. Uh-huh. But the, when this episode airs, I'm going to be in Los Angeles, which Got is why it. we had to do the doubles today. Right. And I really appreciate everyone except Matt making mm-hmm. the time. That, and absolutely. doing that as Matt walks into the room. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And he's late again. And also in the future, Megan will have taken the bar exam. Megan, will you have found out no. your score? Okay. How long do we have to wait until we find out this fucking test? She's saying two uh. months. That's to, too long. Should we write the bar exam? We tweet yeah, at them. We'll do. We'll, Megan, we'll get we'll, at we'll bar get exam on at Taco Bell. I deliver this faster. I have a question for Megan. Um, if you pass, are you quitting? <laughs> oh my god! Great question. That is because then we're question. not going to accept you taking it. What is your answer? She said no. Yeah. She says no. Because she's dedicated, unlike Matt. She's dead. Dead. Dedicated. Ooh, we need to like trademark that. Maybe that's like, that's a great podcast name. Sorry. Maybe it's a spinoff, Dedicated. Dedicated. I don't want anyone taking that because it's a great name, but maybe that's a new segment, Dedicated. Segment, spinoff, bonus. Or we shout out our dedicators. Okay, we just figured it out. I'm Honestly, like I'm feeling the love (laughs) going back to back today. By the way, we both are kind of realizing this at the same exact time. We're just like, (laughs) okay. Is that our name for our fans? They're dedicated. They're dedicated. Are you a dedicator? Yeah. What if like no one likes it and it's just us? Yeah, that's true. And like we're really excited about it. Okay. Here's how we know because we've seen a lot of people hashtag us. Yes. On Instagram, hashtag Matt underscore the underscore the bartender. So many the uh, underscores. Yeah. I'm Jay Thrasher, you're Carpe Darren. Yes. Tweet us, message us, let us know if you're a dedicator. A or not. D-E-A-D. Yes. A cater. A cater. If you like that, if you think we need a new name for our fans, because we don't have a name, I just realized. As yeah, we were talking about. like we always do cheers, bitch, and this and that, but we don't yeah. have like a really good no. posse. Yeah. So I think it's the dedicators. Well, and now we're 63 episodes in, we need a name for us. So let us know if you guys like that. Either way, it's trademarked to your first It's folks. in. And, and I swear to God, if it. someone comes out with a podcast like that, you better fucking shout us out which is the point because like we'll allow it but like we want credit yeah exactly right okay yeah 
Guys, is everything good over is here? Is everything fine, technology? Like, I just see two people, like, sharing yeah, don't, their don't, Macs. Don't, don't. We're doing our own thing oh. quietly. You Are can... you dedicated to I this don't like podcast, Matt? Just FYI. Me neither. I don't, I don't like, and I have a printout. I don't have the updated. Right. So if anything changes, that's on you. There you go. Uh, I think we should get into this week's murder, yeah. but are we drinking anything special today, Matt? Or are we adding on to these Bloody Marys that you've already served us like an hour ago and I'm already drunk and John and I are at the peak of creativity today? Yeah. All right. Yes. There is <laughs> right, a yes. specially designed cocktail. Uh, for this episode, <laughs> what? There, I just got scared. There is the murder. This is not giving too much away. Yeah, takes place in Las Vegas or around Las Vegas. Yeah, right, 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 right. And so we're having the Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, Viva Las Don't Vegas. Sing. Oh, can't sing. Sorry. And that was featured in the 1964 American musical film Viva Las, Las Vegas, Vegas. Yeah. starring. Go ahead, John. Is it Elvis? That's right. Yeah. Oh. Viva Las yeah. Vegas. Don't sing, John. Oh, sorry. And Anne Margaret. Oh, that's I love right. Margaret. Okay. I love Anne Margaret. Love Anne Margaret. And it contains uh, Grey Goose Ooh. Citron, white cranberry juice, and blue curacao. Oh, that's a very. That I sounds don't like know a beautiful. The proportions yet. That sounds like a beautiful drink. Happy uh, to have that. Should I fit like do we have to finish off our Bloody Marys before we go into the Viva Las Vegas? Yeah, we're kind of segueing, se- sequelizing into the These drinks this are called Viva Las Vegas because you're serving <laughs> them to us. the two gayest people in the world. There you go. Dare it. Dare it. I'm on it today, guys. More bloodies. You're good. She's good with a pun. I'll give I'm, you that. I'm not bad. No, there you I'm go. I'm not bad. But anyway, let us know about dedicators and yes. Viva Las Vegas. Hashtag dedicators. Hashtag okay. peeping and prowling. Go. There you go. All right. Well, let's get into this week's very disturbing case. Um, let's talk about a woman named Kelly Ryan. Which I will say, let me just stop you there. Yeah. Kelly Ryan, which is a great name. Yeah. You know, I'm I work with Andy Cohen yeah. and he's on live with Kelly and Ryan a lot. Right. And I had to like I was like Kelly and Ryan, Kelly That's and Ryan, crazy. like what? Yeah. So Shout not out to Kelly them. Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. Not them. No. Not them. This is one person that has no association. Just, just wanted to clarify. As far as we know. Yeah. Well, Kelly was born in nineteen seventy two and grew up in Greenville, South Carolina. She was a, a gymnast and studied under the legendary coach named Bella Caroli. We Everyone all know knows that Bella guy. Caroli. Yeah. At the University of South Carolina, Kelly led both the dance team and cheerleading squad. A friend of Kelly said, quote, she was good at everything. She was always the captain of the team. She did a lot of the choreography for the team. So she was always very athletic. Um, you know, last week's episode, as soon as you found out someone was attractive and athletic, you looked them up. Did you have a up. chance to look this person up? I looked her up. Oh, interesting. Quite good. attractive, quite athletic. There you go. Um, Kelly had been in the process of training to be a Los Angeles Lakers cheerleader when she saw a woman's fitness competition on TV and became very interested. Now, before you get to where this is going, right. let's just say I looked up her pictures. Yeah. Like, at the height of her physical peak yeah, and at not the height of her physical peak. Okay. And I didn't like her as much at the height of her physical Everybody peak. Everybody is an Instagram fitness guru these yeah, days. Yeah. And half of you are taking it a little too far. A little too much. I don't need to see your like cardiovascular system come out of right. your skin. Right. Like when you're eating an acai bowl, I don't want to <laughs> see you digest the no. acai in your you. esophagus. I don't need to see like your literal blood. Yeah. I don't need to see that. Put on five pounds. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you. I'm glad Judgy. we could get that off of our chest. Judgy. Um, she immediately started training for a fitness competition and soon was on stages competing. A friend of Kelly's told Snap, Kelly came in and she was a cyclone on stage. She was unstoppable. She was a force. She became somewhat of a minor celebrity in the world of competitive fitness. One 
one thing I will never be. Yeah, that's like the last thing on the bucket Could never list. do it. At one competition, a bodybuilder named Craig Titus approached Kelly wanting to take her out. An author told Snap, Craig Titus saw Kelly Ryan competing on stage in a fitness competition, and he knew from the moment he saw her that he was in love with her. Kelly repeatedly declined Craig's advances, however, especially as he had a bit of a reputation. According to Snap, Craig had been arrested in the mid-90s for selling ecstasy, and then after testing positive for steroids, he served time in prison. So not exactly the most stand-up guy. Yeah, it would. I mean, I guess if I was a fitness guru and I was buff in and of my own right, I'd still probably be pretty scared to date someone who was not only on roids, but like had a bad issue. (laughs) Just because that like the hormones in you have to be flowing, going into overdrive. I'd be a little scared. A local news anchor said, quote, Craig Titus kind of had the moniker of the bad boy of the fitness world. He kind of had a temper. He didn't play by the rules. Craig became a top builder when he and was open about his steroid use, actually saying, quote, dude, you don't get this big without doing steroids. But right. Like, right. I mean, I guess there has to be a point under which the human body cannot do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, He was great at self-promotion and very charming and persistent, which eventually led to Kelly agreeing to go out with him. The two ended up falling in love, actually, and moved to Las Vegas, where they got married in July of 2000 at the Little White Wedding Chapel. Um, Which is famous. Yeah, famous, has a ton of uh, Frank Sinatra, everyone. Britney Spears. Uh, Well, obviously, (laughs) they're on the same caliber. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to CBS News, at this point, Craig and Kelly were, quote, stars in the world of professional bodybuilding who, quote, posed for magazines and competed at events while trying to turn their chiseled muscles and crafted images into fame and fortune. And they have chiseled. I mean, him, like looking at him is like terrifying. You know, I I mean, like I'm not a bodybuilder and I'm like, I'm kind of scrawny, but like (laughs) looking, I mean, he could eat me. Definitely. Like for breakfast. like He he could just like. And like we said, you would be able to see you kind of like punching out of I'd his stomach. I'd see him go throwing the assault. Help me. Because he has no body fat. Exactly. Yeah, I'd put my finger up and I'd spell out things like in like, Stranger Help. Things. I'd be like, yeah. seven, <laughs> eight. Yeah. Kelly and Craig cashed in on their success. They did articles, endorsements, and earned money for coaching. Um, her a friend of Craig said, quote, her appearances were like 2,500 to 3,500 per appearance, where his were 5,000 minimum. So quite a difference in kind of their popularity, I guess you could say. But at the same time, he, I, I think he was doing it longer. So he probably, oh, right. you know, because she had gotten into it a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. He probably had a bigger following at yeah. that point. Uh, a couple used their, the couple used their new financial success to buy a 3,000 square foot house with a gym, movie theater, and garage full of expensive cars, including Kelly's prized red Jaguar. They partied hard as well. Well, of course, darling. Of course. I'm getting into the competitive fitness arena. Oh, good yeah. for you. I no, just good, decided Matt. right now. Everyone's talking about how buff Matt is on Instagram, he so it wouldn't it. surprise me, actually. Well, I, I guess know. all I have to do is take steroids. Apparently. I'll have that movie theater They give them out like candy. We'll be a little grossed out by that, so don't bring that around here, but totally hear you and we support your dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Any plans this weekend, John? I'm hanging with my cousin this weekend. She just turned nine. She's the best to hang out with. She teaches me all about the cool new lingo, fills me in on all the juicy fifth grade gossip, and even keeps me up to date with the best snacks. Her favorite right now are the RX Bar Kids. Ooh, RX Bars are 
awesome for when you're on the go. And the kids' version has the best flavors, right? Like chocolate chip, apple cinnamon raisin, and berry blast. It sounds so good. Well, my cousin and I both love them, especially the chocolate chip. We're both chocoholics and can't get enough. I bet they're super convenient for snacks between school and soccer practice, but they also make a healthy, yummy breakfast. Really, anytime kids want something great tasting and filling. They're also a really helpful addition to our weekend adventures. Last weekend, we skipped the aquarium food court completely and we're in the front row for penguin feeding time instead. Oh, well, you can find your RX Bar kids at Target stores or for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash martinis and enter promo code martinis at checkout. That's rxbar.com slash martinis and enter promo code martinis at checkout. Craig's friend continued, quote, every time they would win, whether it would be win an endorsement and get paid or they had win a contest or a competition, they'd have a party. They were like sex parties, drug parties, end quote. Kelly and Craig wanted to make sure that their income kept up with their lifestyle, so they looked for new businesses in which they could invest. Last week, we talked about that couple who had turned... um, all of their Hooters merchandise into an eBay business. Yeah, they were collectors, and the parents thought this was a good way for them to do (laughs) business ventures. They even took on a personal assistant to help, and her name was Melissa James, who was a big part of this story as well. So obviously they're successful enough to hire a personal assistant to come help as a couple. I mean, that's big. It must be nice to be in the same kind of field and goals as your significant other. Yeah, that's I don't think I'd want to be in entertainment. Like, I don't think I'd want my significant other to also be in entertainment. Or at a least podcaster. The, the same no. entertainment about what we did. Like, no, she hosts the Dedicator podcast. Like, I don't want that. Well, and this is why you and I could never work out, too. Right, we tried it. We tried it And we were once. just like, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that did not happen, just for clarification's sake. No, because John's not blind, and neither am and I. neither are you, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> who is Melissa James? <laughs> Melissa was an attractive dancer and a choreographer in Panama City, Florida, who had met Kelly and Craig when she was helping out at a bodybuilding contest at Panama City Beach. During the competition, Craig and Melissa spent some physical time alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm using air quotes air when I quotes. say physical. Yep. Craig told Melissa that she could move out to Vegas to push her career. Melissa never moved, but would come out for a while to work on different projects. And let me pause because oh. we're about to get very fancy <laughs> drink. Drink number two for the day as we record our another episode. It's like episode. a swimming pool. It does look like a In nice a wine glass. Pool. It looks beautiful. That's like, it's fine. I have to say. Um, not in? You're not in? I don't think it quite worked out. Right. Let me show you a picture of what it's supposed it smells, to be. It smells like, doesn't it smell like a, what does it smell like, a Jolly Rancher or something, John? Um, let me, sorry. Oh, let okay, so it's supposed to, to like. be, it's supposed to be orange and yellow, yeah, and no. Matt served us something that's blue, so I, yeah, that's In a not wine wor- glass, no In less. a wine glass, so I don't think that's going to work. Excuse me, we're cheers. Sorry, yes, cheers, bitches. John. Cheer. Oh, we wait, went on that one date, drink, and like. <laughs> I know, sorry. Now. I was rushing to the drink part. Jesus. Um, oh, Matt does have a drink here. Cheers, Cheers bitches. bitches. All, All right, let's try right. this. Okay. I mean, Curacao, I, mean, I know, is blue. Actually, it does. actually, I was looking at the wrong image, so this is, oh, okay. is correct. I was like, yeah, this, I mean, if you're going to put say, blue this tastes Curacao, actually pretty good. Let me take a sip. Tastes like an alcoholic swimming pool. It would taste like if you jumped into a swimming pool full of alcohol. It would taste like that. Oh, it needs a little more. Okay. Yeah, make it a little bluer. Does blue Curacao have a flavor, by the way? You know, as any lesbian knows out there, blue is the warmest color. Oh, okay. It's a lesbian movie. Have you not heard of it? Can you leave your lesbian stereotypes Oh, this is so much sexier. Yeah, it is a little bluer now. Here, let's take another sip. What are your thoughts? It's like a little sweeter. It's not, you can't taste the alcohol as much, so it's better. Oh, better, yeah. Better. Good job, Matt. Thanks, Matt. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm going to get drunk. I know. I'm like, I have to work the rest of this day, and we have oh, an that, interview later, so we can't be Oh, my God, I forgot crazy. about that. Okay. Yeah, so going. she quickly got caught up in the party lifestyle and was soon out there on a regular basis, usually working as Kelly and Craig's assistant. Melissa often stayed with a couple, sleeping on their couch, and eventually in her own room in their house. That would take a lot. That's a like, lot. Like, I'm very happy I do not have to do that for yeah, Andy. For Andy Cohen. Even though he true. lives in a very nice place. I was place. like, if you're going to live in a better place, than place I yeah. yeah, I just like don't want to wake up. Yeah. Anyway, a friend said, quote, Craig Titus liked to go around and be with other women. And I think there was a kind of triangle between Melissa, Kelly, and Craig. Hmm. So Craig often hit on Melissa, and it didn't make her or Kelly feel very comfortable. And it eventually just became too much. Finally, in 2003, she returned home to Florida and said she wasn't going to return, starting up her own dance studio. Over the following two years, Melissa struggled. Mm. According to Snap, she had run-ins with the law over bad checks and using a credit card without the cardholder's consent. She had been involved in a drug-filled lifestyle in Vegas and was struggling to find her way out of it, unfortunately. In 2005, her dance studio went out of business and Melissa turned to Craig and Kelly, and the couple actually offered to help her, so she moved back in with them. Mm-hmm. Melissa started working on Craig and Kelly's latest business venture, opening a fitness apparel store, which does make sense. Yeah. So while she was happy to be back on her feet, the problematic dynamic of living together just continued. Craig's, you know, wandering eye. Craig's friend said, you have two competitive women trying to compete for the attention of one bodybuilding guy. (laughs) That's like the harem leader. It seemed that Craig was playing the pair off of each other. Well, I mean, we've all had our fair share of not so great roommates. At least I have. Yeah. And then when you add like the romantic part of that, I mean, it's just, it sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't want, I don't think I could live with another lesbian girl because yeah. it would feel competitive. I don't competitive know. In a it way. just feels too close. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Well, in the early morning of December 14th, 2005, a truck driver on a highway outside Las Vegas passed by a red Jaguar, uh, followed by a gray pickup truck. Now, obviously, Jaguar, I'm talking about a car here. Yeah. Both cars were traveling very, not a red physical animal. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how weird that would be? So it was like, I loved your case on this. I'm confused. <laughs> right. Was it a real Jaguar or, or the no. car? Yeah. Both cars were traveling very fast and disappeared into the distance. Minutes later, the truck driver saw the pickup again, speeding back from the desert onto the highway headed the other way. Then the truck driver saw flames in the distance in the desert and called in the fire. A volunteer fire chief took the call and 
and headed down to put out the small fire. To him, it was a routine call. He often put out torched cars in the desert that people burned as insurance schemes. Also, I'm assuming in the desert, lots of things are probably catching fire in general. Something wasn't quite right about this fire, though. The fire chief said, quote, I moved some of the seat cushions, what was left of them there, and that's when I seen the red jacket and the arm. Casual. Casual. He immediately called the police who found a body in the trunk wrapped in charred fabric. The hands and feet had been burned so badly they appeared to be missing. The detectives tentatively identified the body as female. The figure was small and there was a there was uh, there was jewelry found on the body. Which says to me that was burned so badly it wasn't immediately obvious. Yeah, exactly. The officers ran the plates of the car. A homicide detective said it was an automatic assumption at that point that this female body was likely the registered owner of the vehicle. The car was registered to Kelly Ryan. A lot of the love stories we talk about here on Martinis and Murder end in bloodbaths and prison time. For those of you who would rather sink down into a soft romance with a fairy tale ending, you need nectar, the bed that even mattresses dream about. If you want to wake up feeling great, look no further than nectar for a positively cloud-like experience. The folks at Nectar are believers in love at first night. However, for the cynics out there, they give you 365 nights to discover your happily ever after. If you aren't 100% happy and riding into the sunset with your new mattress, they will pick the mattress back up for free and give you a full refund. Nectar also promises a forever warranty on your mattress. And yes, they do mean forever, as in till death do you part and then some. Nectar is amazing to sleep on, and Nectar sleepers are actually shown to fall asleep 20% faster than people who sleep on other mattresses. If you buy now with our exclusive listener offer, you get $125 off and two free premium pillows with any mattress order and free delivery. To experience the perfect fairy tale ending to every day, just go to nectarsleep.com slash martinis and get the best sleep you have ever had every night for the rest of your life and then some. Okay, so this is starting to unfold a little bit. So here's about the investigation, really what happened. Hours after finding the burning car, officers headed to Kelly Ryan's home. An author told Snapped, they go to the front door, they knock on the door, and they're kind of planning to let people know that there was a body in the back of the car, and they think it's Kelly Ryan. So they think they're going to inform, you know, the person in the house being like, hey, unfortunately. But... But Kelly answers the door. She's like, oh, oh, hey, guys. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. She wasn't shocked to see officers and told them she was planning to call them to report that her car had been stolen. So she seems quite calm about it. Also interesting that she hadn't called yet. Right. That yeah. was the thing that bothered Because if, if it were me, like I'd call them immediately. Of course. of course. The deputy district attorney said Kelly's initial story was, we don't know what happened. We went to sleep last night and we woke up early this morning. We walked to the garage and realized our expensive Jaguar was missing. And then, you know, hadn't called it in Hadn't called it yet. Yeah. Detectives told Kelly that her car had been found with a torched body in it and she still wasn't shocked nothing shocks this girl apparently the not. first time police had heard of melissa was from that conversation with kelly kelly told police that melissa was their live-in personal assistant and according to kelly they last saw her the day before and they just they left on bad terms unfortunately melissa had allegedly been on drugs and that there had been some suspicious activity on their credit cards in fact Money was missing. And As we know, it always does. We know that Melissa kind of had a run in with the law a little bit, you know. Yeah, with credit cards. With particular. credit cards. When Kelly confronted Melissa about the charges, she moved out and made plans to fly home on their dime. <laughs> Craig and Kelly bought her a hotel room for two nights and a plane ticket home, which is generous. Yeah. If true, Craig said he picked Melissa up on the morning of December 13th, drove her back to the house to pick up her belongings, and then dropped her off at a convenience store. Okay. Mm -hmm. They told detectives they thought Melissa then broke into their home and stole their car keys while they were sleeping, but they had no idea how she might have ended up dead in the trunk or who owned the gray pickup. 
There was no gray pickup in Craig's garage. The next day, a shocking autopsy began. Mm. The face and neck were wrapped in duct tape and had been preserved. Her face matched photographs of Melissa. Mm. The toxicology report revealed heroin and a synthetic opiate in the body. There was also evidence of ligature strangulation. However, the medical examiner could not determine if she died of an overdose or the strangulation. Detectives questioned friends and colleagues in the industry looking for clues. They learned that Craig had an affair with Melissa and she had moved in regardless of their history. Mm. This isn't overly surprising given what we know. Yeah. They also learned of Keg and and Kelly's drug abuse. Melissa's mother said, Melissa told me one time that Kelly was on some kind of drug and she was really paranoid and that she kept thinking somebody was on the roof of the house or somebody was coming through the window. This is extreme paranoia. That's an extreme uh, case, exactly. Despite their wild side and their relationship to Melissa, investigators couldn't find any evidence to connect them to the murder. But they had a strong hunch about them, so they pulled phone records for Craig. He had called someone a dozen times the night of the murder, a fellow bodybuilder named Anthony Gross. Interesting. Anthony was actually more of an enthusiast than a professional, and he looked up to Craig, a little bit of a mentor. Yeah. On December 19th, Anthony came to the station with his attorney. Immediately, detectives were aware why he lawyered up. It was his gray pickup that had been seen on the highway. So not Craig's, but his. Almost forgot about that pickup. Anthony had received a call from Craig late at night saying, I need you to do me a favor. Never a good thing. Yes. Uh, he fall- Especially in the middle of the night. Right. He followed them into the desert to ditch the Jaguar, not knowing what was in the trunk. Anthony was also caught on video purchasing a small amount of gasoline in a gas can. Not a good look. No. Both the Jaguar and the pickup were seen on video, but police couldn't see Craig and Kelly in the car. Then detectives searched the couple's spending records and found transactions made at 3.30 a.m. that night. They were partiers, though. Yeah. Kelly was seen on video purchasing a juice drink. Normal. Not unlike the drink we're having here A set today. of barbecue tools. Okay, odd to purchase at 3.30 a.m., but not illegal. Right, right. And then seven bottles of lighter fluid. <laughs> That's not good. Craig and Kelly were then filmed in the parking lot putting their purchases in the back seat, not the trunk. Mm. Key to keep in mind. Yes. Well, so let's talk about more about this investigation. Um, this evidence was enough to tie the couple to the murder. So six days after Melissa was found, a judge issued an arrest warrant. But upon trying to arrest them at their home, police found that they were gone. Friends said that they had talked about going to a country with no extradition policy, but did not plan to leave the country immediately. Which is weird. Why would you tell anybody that, yeah. by the way? But like, also, if you do, why not fucking leave? Right, exactly. A homicide detective said, quote, they stayed with a couple of different friends and moved from house to house until they were able ultimately to get their, I guess, finances together or whatever they wanted to put in place to flee, end quote. They eventually told someone they were headed to Boston and the local FBI division was notified to make the arrest. The investigation, uh, sorry, the investigators were also contacted by a couple, Megan and Jeremy Foley, who said they were close with Kelly and Craig. Megan, is your last name Foley? By any chance? It is. Oh, interesting. It does start with an F. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, alias. <laughs> there you go. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Foley's said they were invited over for drinks on the evening in question. Craig told them they had thrown Melissa out after discovering she had been stealing and using drugs, even showing bloody needles in her room. Oh, that I I don't want to see. That's a gruesome little detail. 
While Craig tried to build an alibi, um, Kelly told Megan that a fight had broken out between her and Melissa. The altercation had become physical, and Craig had to step in and took the side of his wife, repeatedly body slamming Melissa Can to subdue her. Can we talk about her. that? That's a lot. Okay, take the role of your wife. Yes, you married her. Be loyal. Okay. Body slamming a girl. <laughs> girl. Pretty confident you didn't need to do that. No, definitely If you not. look at pictures of him online, he could have just like... Yeah, he was very, Like, very... she wasn't coming after him. Right. Melissa continued to fight back until Craig put her in a chokehold. Terrified of what they had heard, the couple left Craig and Kelly's house shortly after, but not before Craig gave them a duffel bag he said would uh, recover... F- he would recover from them a few days later. It contained duct tape and a taser. Two casual, kinky yeah. items. Yeah, exactly. The Foley's debated what to do for the next day, but upon seeing news reports of the Red Jaguar with a body inside, they contacted their lawyer who contacted the police. Which is so smart. Very smart. So smart smart on the Foley's part. To contact the lawyer, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. On December 23rd, FBI agents using cell phone records finally tracked Kelly and Craig down in Massachusetts. According to CBS News, Titus and Ryan were arrested in a Boston suburb after a nine-day nationwide manhunt. Ryan was getting her nails done at a salon while Titus waited outside. I mean, you know, once you're done bitch. killing people, you got to get your nails done. Yeah, well, and he waited. Yeah, what a nice guy, gentlemen. Right? A SWAT team apprehended the couple at a nail salon after locating his pickup truck. Upon apprehension, Kelly claimed they found Melissa dead of an overdose, panicked, and decided to get rid of the of her body. The deputy district attorney said, "Quote: Craig, in particular, claimed that he couldn't have a dead body, an overdose associated with his celebrity status. It would ruin his career, and so he claims he made the decision to get rid of Melissa." the car and make this look like something other than what it was, end quote. You mean a cover up for a fucking murder? It's also interesting, you know, we talk a lot about egomaniacs and the people that kill here. Yeah. He was more concerned about his career than, you know, her life or her family. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, not that I care about this, but like, this is going to be a really bad, this is going to be a real bad blemish on my resume. On your resume. While both individually producing the same story and interrogation, Kelly and Craig also both produced the same witnesses, the Foley's. But they didn't know the Foley's had already contacted the police and handed over the bag of duct tape and a taser. Kelly and Craig were booked on multiple charges and flown back to Vegas into a media spectacle. The deputy district attorney said, quote, when Kelly and Craig were brought back from Massachusetts, he swaggered across the courtroom. He turned and looked at Kelly Ryan and he mouthed the words to Kelly, his wife, don't say nothing. So that's not, not good. good. That's not looking good in a courtroom. Also, what are you fucking thinking, dude? Yeah, exactly. Um, or was that a courtroom? I might That might not have been a... Oh, yeah, a courtroom. I was What right. are you fucking thinking? That was stupid, right? Something Kelly and Craig didn't know was that tasers record a timestamp of every time they are used. I didn't know that, didn't but that's that great. Either. That taser had been used six times in two minutes on the afternoon of December 13th, 2005. Tasers also leave behind taser dots, which are tiny dots of foil marked with the taser cartridge serial number. Wow. Didn't know that either. Um, after obtaining a search warrant, detectives found that the taser had been discharged in two locations of the house five times. A grand jury indicted the two with use of a deadly weapon, kidnapping, and arson. So there's a it's lot not going good on no. for Kelly and Craig over here. But they they get a trial just like anybody else does. Well, two and a half years later, the pair actually stood trial. And here's a comment made on NBC's The Abrams Report. 
quote, I mean, you flee, that never looks good. Right. You go at 3.30 in the morning, the body's found. You go at 3.30 in the morning to Walmart to buy seven bottles <laughs> of lighter fluid. Right. That doesn't look good. You've got a lot of cell phone records. You've got them, you know, contradicting themselves throughout the police. Actually interviewed them within hours after Melissa James's body was discovered in a trunk. So basically nothing's looking great yeah, for not them. a good look. The only problem was Melissa's cause of death was not able to be determined. Again, she was burned horribly. Yeah. Despite the heaps of evidence, Melissa could have ultimately died from a drug overdose, such as her toxicology report suggested. The day before the trial, Kelly and Craig made individual plea deals. According to CBS, Craig pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, and Kelly entered into what's called an Alford plea to battery with a deadly weapon. As CBS explains, the Alford plea means she didn't admit guilt, but acknowledged that enough evidence existed to convict her. Kind of like a no-contest situation. A little bit. NBC states that both also pleaded guilty to burn Melissa's body. A local news anchor said, quote, it sounded like he was falling on the sword for his wife, Kelly Ryan, that he didn't want her to spend the rest of her life in jail. A lot of people speculate that Kelly Ryan was jealous of the attention that Melissa James was getting from her husband, Craig Titus, and that maybe she started a fight that Craig Titus finished, and then they both had to clean up the mess, end quote, which... It could have happened. Yeah, that sounds pretty plausible. It to could me. have happened, and you know, according to what you said, him body slamming Melissa, right. he si- he sided with his wife. Yeah, that's true. According to NBC, the judge sentenced Craig to twenty-one to fifty-five years, saying Mr. Titus came into this process a big man, muscles, famous, <laughs> in control. He's not anything anymore. Kelly was sentenced to six to 26 years in prison after being convicted of battery with a deadly weapon and arson, according to Muscle Magazine Fitness. Kelly divorced Craig while in prison on October 24th, 2017, a mere four months ago, five months ago. We were well on our way on this this podcast at that point. She was released on parole. So... Yeah, this was one of those ones that kind of twisted and turned in all these different ways. And, you know, it's really disturbing to think that someone was burned so badly. Um, And all for kind of like nothing. nothing. And this person worked for them. And And well, one of the theories was, you know, that she had Melissa had potentially overdosed and they had to get rid of the body. And, you know, I think about this a lot with unsolved cases, Um, you know. I, I have my own theories about popular names I won't get into here just because I don't want to bring it back up. But it always I always wonder if people panic when people overdose and they don't want to feel associated with that murder. So they go and they dispose of the body and then now they've implicated themselves and now things are worse off than had they just reported it. And you just kind of wonder how often that happens. You know what I mean? I thought about that, too, because I'm thinking to myself, like, obviously, you know, for his career, he doesn't want that on his record. But yeah. then you think about how he got rid of the body. No, totally. Yeah. And also, like, in the Red Jaguar. Right. Exactly. Like. Of all places, why, too, right? Even if she was dead from a drug overdose, you burn it? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying there's more humane ways of getting no. rid of a body, but aren't there? Maybe there Especially are. Especially in the trunk of a car. Like. Right. This is just me speculating, but it's just it's just so tragic to be like, right. oh, yeah, she overdosed and we got scared of the career. Like, it just, yeah. it's sick. It's it just is so sick. sick. Well, let's move on to our listener shout out. Yeah, Lisa on Twitter says, my commute is now my favorite part of the day. Wow. wow. Thanks to discovering martinis and murder. Also, can thank them for my recent increase in martini <laughs> consumption. Well, Lisa, you're make welcome. sure you drink responsibly. I love how you're like, you're welcome. Oh, yeah, and you're and like, like, drink, drink responsibly. responsibly. You know, we have to make sure people aren't out there getting crazy. Yeah, do not drink on show. your commute. 
No, don't. Yeah, that's true. That's the don't that's the that. lesson here for Martinez and Murder. Maggie on Instagram says it's hashtag True Crime Thursday. Yay! Starting from the beginning with Carpe Darren and Jay Thrasher. Thanks Spotify. And I thought this was a good time to mention that you can listen to us on Spotify. Yay. I kind of forgot about that. Um, but we are in pretty much every place you can listen to a podcast. I mean, fucking Google Martinez and Murder, yeah, and you'll we're find gonna it. come up. Although, if you're listening to this episode, you figured it out. So let's hope. Yeah, Otherwise, let's we don't know how the fuck you're managing this. And good. <laughs> job for you. <laughs> All right, we uh that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you guys very soon. Very soon. Bye. Bye.